1: Well, good morning, everybody. Remember me? <laughs> it is seven minutes past nine o'clock here in Hayesville, North Carolina. Welcome to a Friday morning wake up call here on Sports Country Radio. We have had, uh, uh, to say we have had some uh, internet issues here, would be uh, probably the understatement of the century. It has been frustrating. As I'll get it out, I'm not going to lie. So uh, that's why you haven't seen us for a little while. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we've got things squared away here, but we will see. But uh, we are back. Uh, Dan Zampano is going to join us in a few minutes to talk NFL football. Of course, the start of the NFL season last night. Um, And it was uh, a bit of a shocker. I mean, not that, uh, you know, we didn't expect the Bills to play well, but I did not expect the Rams to uh, not play as well. Uh, their defense looked shaky last night. They couldn't make the big plays when they needed to. It was a turnover fest. Uh, just a, a rough night overall. Uh, but we'll get to that with Dan Zampano, talk about uh, the upcoming season, talk about Week 1's games. There are some unbelievable games this week. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, of course, everybody talking about the death of Queen Elizabeth Uh, you know, and it's, it's so hard for me to be, uh, you know, you don't, don't, I don't want to sound callous, but it's, it's so hard for me to be sad about it. If that makes any sense. I mean, the woman lived to be 96 years old, you know, I tell you, I don't know about you. I'd sign up for 96 tomorrow. Uh, she lived an incredible life, lived an incredible life. Uh, so I think that uh, it's, it's uh, from that standpoint, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, does it? Um, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, 70 years on the throne, I've never understood, I've said this a million times, I have never understood the fascination that people in America have with the royal family. I really don't. I never will. We fought a war to separate ourselves from these people, <laughs> and yet... The amount of news coverage that the British royal monarchy gets on our network is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, it, look, my, my wife is fascinated with it. I mean, she, you know, watches, you know, she watched The Crown and, you know, uh, ate that stuff up. And, you know, she loved Princess Diana. And, oh, my God, you know, I mean, and uh, it's just so I don't get it. But she seemed like a nice woman. <laughs> I mean, I, what else can I say? You know, she had a sense of humor. Uh, I will never forget, and good for her, when uh, London hosted the Olympic Games and she was part of the opening ceremonies, that skit she did with Daniel Craig as James Bond was uh, really good. Uh, and there were other times that she showed some uh, a great sense of humor. There was one time, I guess uh, there was some tourists over in England and uh, they wanted to have their picture taken. Uh, In front of uh, the palace, Uh, and they didn't. The queen was standing right there. They didn't know who she was, so they turned to her and asked her to take a picture of them standing in front of Buckingham Palace. And so she did. And then she turned to her uh, attendant who was with her and said, "Wait till they figure out who I really am." (laughs) Good for her. Good for her. So, uh, and now we have King Charles the Third, and I really don't care. You know, whatever. I mean, you know. Uh, it's always sad when somebody passes, but I'll tell you what. Um, and they say only the good die young, so I don't know what that means about her, but maybe I got a shot at 96. If only the good die young, maybe I maybe I got a chance to live for a while. So anyway, um, but that's all that is uh, on the airwaves this morning. I watched it today's show, and it was all queen all the time. So um, baseball from last night, the Yankees lose to the Minnesota Twins thanks to a, a home run by Carlos Correa. Um, and a huge, huge series this weekend. The Tampa Bay Rays are in New York for three games this weekend. Tampa Bay trails the Yankees by just four and a half games. Now, think about this, folks. The Yankees had a 15-game lead. It is down to four and a half if Tampa sweeps that series this weekend. Now, I don't expect them to do that, but then again, I – you know with that cast of characters in Tampa I don't count anything out and I I guess there's a chance Wander Franco could be back this weekend uh so if they sweep the Yankees this weekend it would be down to a game and a half and I'm telling you what and I'm not you know and I've said this before if the Yankees don't win the World Series uh, Aaron Boone's going to be looking for a job I'm yeah I tell you what if they blow a 15 game lead whew, they're not gonna make a they're not gonna fire him before the playoffs, but if they blow a fifteen game lead and end up as a wild card team, oh good lord, it'll be carnage. it will be people jumping off of buildings in New York. Uh, so that'll be a huge series to watch this weekend. Uh, really the, the races are essentially over. I mean, with the exception, I guess you can look at uh, you know, the AL East if you really think Tampa has a chance. I really don't. Um you know, I, I guess you could look uh, at the AL Central. The Minnesota Twins and the White Sox are are breathing down the Guardians' neck. And then the, the, the Mets and the Braves. Other than that, it's over. You know, I mean, uh, Dodgers with a 19-game lead in the AL West. I mean, the NL West. The NL Central is over. St. Louis has been f- ridiculous since the All-Star break. We know the AL West has long been over. Uh, so... And, and the playoff teams are, you know, there's still some shuffling for the wild card. Uh, you know, we don't even mention the Red Sox anymore because it doesn't matter. It looks like the Baltimore Orioles' uh, magic run that they had, and everybody was thinking, geez, maybe the Orioles could make the playoffs. Um, they're four and a half games back, and I think they may have uh, expended all they've got. So uh, I don't, I don't expect the Orioles to be a uh, Uh, a wild card team but right now it's tampa bay seattle and toronto the orioles are four and a half back minnesota and chicago seven back they are long shots at best uh white Sox won yesterday but uh and they're playing well right now they've won seven out of ten by the way they've won seven out of ten with their manager uh not there (laughs) tony la russa has been out on a medical leave of absence said he hopes to be back next week um uh, Tony La Russa will not be returning to the White Sox next year. They can use health as his reason now. The fact that he had to step away. He's got some heart issues. Look, he's 77 years old. Uh, this team has underperformed. And uh, this will be a convenient way for them to, uh, to kind of push Tony out the door and say, hey, go take care of your health, big fella. Uh, some news from MLB. They've, they're going to announce pitch clocks for next year, shift limits, a whole bunch of stuff. We'll talk about that next week. Um, I like some of the stuff. There's a couple things they're doing I'm not too thrilled with. One of them is uh, limiting pickoff throws to first base. I think you're hampering. Uh, I mean, a pitcher can only throw over to first base twice. If you got a guy on, it's a base dealer, You can only throw over twice. If you throw over a third time, and you don't pick him off. It becomes a balk. I'm not too thrilled about that one. Uh, but uh, as far as the pitch clocks go, I'm 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 well on board with that one. Uh, so anyway, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that next week. But uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Dan Zampano of the Sunday card is going to join us to talk NFL football. It is, it's so good to have him back. It's so good to have the NFL back. Uh, so we'll talk to him in just a minute. You're listening to the wake-up call on Sports Country. It is 17 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to the wake-up call here on a Friday morning. And it's always good to have Dan Zampano back with us. NFL started last night. Uh, Dan, uh, the voice is a little bit shot, but uh, Dan, how are you this morning, buddy?
0: Gene, I'm fighting through it. What better way to be a little bit under the weather and um, be at home than to do that during the first week of NFL football? I mean, put me in front of a TV for the next three days, I'm a happy camper. I'm not gonna lie. I'm so happy for ball. And as Russell Wilson is getting memed all over the place, I'd like to echo his his saying, "Let's ride."
1: I'll tell you what. There are some phenomenal week one games. I mean, you look at this schedule. I had a hard time figuring out what the what what games to have you pick this week because there are some some. Gr- there's a lot of drama in week one. I mean, there's no doubt about that, including last night's game. And look. We all knew Buffalo was going to be really good, okay? Everybody is, uh-huh. thinks Buffalo is going to be a Super Bowl team this year. And looking at last night, I, I can't say that I disagree, but I felt that I, I, it just seemed to me last night that the Rams seemed off. And there was a comment made last night, and I didn't realize this. They said two-thirds of the Rams players did not play a snap in preseason. Do you think that made any difference going into week one, that they gave most of their team the preseason off?
0: I don't think it did because Sean McVay is 5-0 and uh, all time before last night as the Rams head coach, and he's never done that. So I don't think it had any major factor in the game. I just thought the Bills were fantastic. I mean, I thought the Bills, Josh Allen in particular, in the first quarter he came out hit his first 11 passes in a row. Um, yes, he threw one bad interception, and he threw another one that wasn't his fault. But I, I noticed that the Bills' play calling was much more conservative. It was much more read and react for Josh Allen. And he, with his arm, he can fit those balls into tight windows really well. I, I'm going to see a lot of hard problems for some defenses with the amount of um, that he has built with his wide receivers. Everybody's just so on in sync. And for the Rams, honestly, the Rams have an issue. is Their stars just didn't show up. Right. Stafford was horrible for three quarters. Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey had probably the worst game he's ever had in his whole career. I mean, he gave up two touchdowns. He had 124 yards gained on him, on the receiver that he covered. Aaron Donald only had two tackles right. the whole game. Yeah. I mean, and, and, of course, their highly prized free agent, Allen Robinson, was targeted twice and had one catch. When your stars don't show up, the Rams are actually not that deep of a team, and I could see some Super Bowl regression coming for them. But the Bills, I saw after preseason, were the best team in football after I saw them, and they proved it last night. Right now they're the best team in football.
1: And, and I know it's week one, and I know you don't want to get carried away, but Josh Allen took a lot of hits last night. And it's just the way he plays... But, man, it, you know, you have to worry about his – look, I, I know he's a big dude, but you have to worry about it. if he takes that number of shots for 17 games, what he's going to have left uh, come playoff time. I mean, it, it did look like – there were a few times where it looked like he could run and he decided not to, but, man, he he, he seems to love – he's a quarterback that loves contact.
0: Yeah, there was a great line last night uh, somebody mentioned that said, it's not really fair that Buffalo – uh has a quarterback that's an actual buffalo <laughs> uh he's he's he, he. He's really, he's really something. I mean, I mean, he's a specimen, and he's fantastic at getting guys to over-leverage themselves in coverage and over-leverage themselves in trying to tackle him. He's so difficult to bring down. You have not seen a football player at the quarterback position like Josh Allen, really. I mean, it is very difficult to bring him down, and it's very difficult for him to go up and try to tackle him without him passing the ball over you.
1: Um, so I mentioned, you know, all the great games we have week one. There's so many storylines this year. Um, let's start with your boy, Tom Brady. Um, and, mm. and, and look, we know what Tom Brady has, and I, I still have no doubts that he could lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back to the Super Bowl. I don't doubt that for one second. Do you?
0: Not at all. Uh, I Listen... Whatever you're hearing about off the field, whatever that is, that is going to be a hard thing for Tom to balance. I think that is going to be much harder than what he's going to have to deal with on the field. On the field is really um, his mecca. That's, that's really what it is for him. So I have no doubts with that. Now I am concerned about the offensive line a little bit. I right. think that, that's a little bit of an issue, but I don't think Tom Brady uh, is going to be limited in any way. Uh, physically, it's going to be about the mental side this year for Tom, and he's always been great as, uh, mentally. But how does he deal with some of that off the field issues that he's going on in his personal life?
1: Well, and, yeah, no, that's and that's the thing. He's never really had to deal with this before, so this is kind of. I mean, he probably did a little bit last year, maybe the year before, because I'm sure. Look, his wife wants him to retire. We all know that he's got young kids. She's like, "Look, what else do you have to prove?" But he's a competitor, you know, and it's and it you can't right. you can't turn that off. I tell you what, I thought that was a great you. I'm sure you saw the commercial last night, the preview uh, that uh, that Tom Brady coming back with Michael Jordan and and (laughs) kind of joking about how quickly Tom Brady came back. And, you know, but it obviously has caused some issues at home. And so it's going to be interesting to see if he is able to keep that laser focus that he's always had. So it's not just about football anymore. And that to me, that's the fascinating thing here. It shouldn't be, but I guess it is.
0: Yeah, and we'll find out Sunday night when they play the Dallas Cowboys down in Dallas, uh, who should also be kind of a team that's maybe you know not a lot of question marks about that team too. So you know it, it could be a kind of a fascinating ordeal with drama in Brady's life, and then obviously there's always drama in Dallas. <laughs>
1: that's that's, a, that's Dallas. That's Dallas's middle name. And I thought, well, speaking just to wrap up the thing on Brady, and I can't remember what player it was, but one of the players from the Dallas Cowboys said, "We got to get him out of the league." <laughs> yeah, talk about Tom, You know, <laughs> they've been trying for years. The easier said than done. Yeah, I, and by you know, and and I think, I think this is it for him. I think it has to be him, unless he doesn't care about his marriage. I think this has to be it for Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, uh, I, I was. It's so weird. You know, and and I, I know this is kind of not really football, but there was a picture yesterday on on one of the news services, and it was Tom Brady with with <laughs> with Giselle. And his three kids, and they're all, and it's like a family photo. And you're going, you know, having a family that that's that's that good looking should be illegal. (laughs) I mean, I mean, that is like if you could pick out the poster family, right? For what a family should look like, it's that family. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable, man! And I love the most—they are the modern family. They really are. They really are. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, but I love when when Tom Brady said, and I know I don't usually s- swear on the air, uh, but I love when Tom Brady w- was in that press conference the other day, and they asked him about it. He said, "Hey, look, I'm 45 years old. There's a lot of shit going on." You know, you know I mean I mean good for him that was an everyman quote yeah you know and and I guess that maybe that's a preview as to how well he is going to handle this he understands that he's created a bit of a, a problem for himself off the field and he understands that and I think maybe that that comment that he made is a bit of a preview and just to say to people look I, I get it I know it's going to be difficult I'm gonna be. We're gonna be okay, and we're gonna we're gonna work it out. So I'm I'm not too worried about. Yeah, it. He's he's he's
0: definitely gonna compartmentalize a lot of this stuff. I, I, he's very very good at that. So I mean I I think that it's gonna be interesting to see how he just goes about it, and if that is a different side that channels kind of you know maybe some anger frustration that you haven't seen really since 2017. That was really the last time we really saw Brady really just. Upset, And really 2019
1: is last year with the Patriots. There was a lot of that. But it'll be interesting. Uh, Talking about compartmentalizing stuff, uh, when you take a look at week one and you take a look at some of the the quarterback changes, and how fascinating is Mm -hmm. it that Russell Wilson goes to Denver and who's his first game against his old team, right? Baker Mayfield goes to Carolina. His first game is against his old team. I mean, talk about a distraction because that's all anybody really wants to talk about. And, you know, it's like the media Mm -hmm. was trying to create some stuff with Russell Wilson with Seattle and Denver. And he had to, like, say, hey, look, relax, guys. I love Seattle. You know, I mean, it's like they were trying to generate bad blood. But, man, I'll tell you what, it's it's as if Baker Mayfield didn't have enough on his plate to have to play the Cleveland Browns in week one. Uh, That might be the most watched game of the week.
0: Uh, you don't think that the uh, executives of the NFL office were trying to maybe tap in David Tepper's phone and say, hey, uh, make a play for this guy, will you? I mean, that that, that would be a no, classic do that. NFL. <laughs> no, why why would they do come that? Come on. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, you know that, this, this is a business, Gene. This is a business. What's good for you is good for me. Let's let's put it that way. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that people are going to eat up all those stories. I, I really don't think that when it comes down to getting out on the field for Russell it's, and, and Baker, it, it's really going to be about team cohesion. Um, I, I worry about it a little more with Baker because he hasn't been there as long. Right. And he does have a quarterback behind him that does potentially have a chance to, uh, to to take him over if he, if he struggles. And they also drafted a quarterback Well, Russell Wilson. I, I think that team is his, it's really going to be about getting everybody on the right page and you know how Russell Wilson is; he is annoying. At how dedicated he is—it's—it's <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that he will be fine. I, I do wonder how Baker will do in Carolina,
1: Blue. Uh Well, let's uh, before we get to this week's games and a few of the other things to talk about. Um, if you pay attention to the odds, and I know you do, being uh, from the Sunday card and and uh, everything that you guys do, if you <laughs> if you if you read uh, the odds makers, it means it's going to be a Buffalo-Tampa Bay Super Bowl. Um, uh, yep. you know, and, uh, I, I don't know whether I agree with that or not. I'll tell you the one thing they had, the Rams as the second best, uh, team in the NFC 11 to two, uh, to make the super bowl. And after watching what I watched last night and I know it's week one and I know it was against the Buffalo bills, but man, I think that, that, I think you made a good point that team is not as deep as some people might think it is, and it'll be interesting. I don't I don't know that they're the second best team in the NFC right now.
0: Uh, well, it's, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, the NFC is wide open. Personally, for me, I didn't have the Rams winning their division. Um, I, I had the San Francisco 49ers even with their Woo. quarterback, so that's just personal for me, but um, you know, to me, I, I do think Tampa really is at the top when it comes to you know, just the overall roster, but the NFC is so wide open. People think that Green Bay is going to be more down this year. I tend to disagree with that. I think they're a little more balanced. But yeah, you're right, Gene. I said it at the end. I think with you on our Super Bowl recap show, I cannot see the two teams that made the Super Bowl last year, the Rams and the Bengals, getting back there again. Right. I just think that the circumstances last year. Or just so that they got good matchups, and look, they played well in the playoffs. But to duplicate that again, I think would be really, really hard. So if, if you're going to bet a team to go
1: to the Super Bowl, I would advise to stay away from those. Teams. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> if uh, since uh, if you didn't listen to the Sunday card, and if you didn't, shame on you. You should be, and you can find it where you get all your uh, your podcasts, or you can listen to it here on Sports Country Radio on Saturdays or Sundays. Uh, but uh, you and Maddie ran down. Your predictions for the season. So I'm not. We don't have to get too in depth with it here, but I'm. I just want to run down each of the divisions, and I want you to kind of just give me a sense of who do you think is going to win a division. I mean, is there any doubt that Buffalo wins the AFC East? Any?
0: No, I think Buffalo. Buffalo is clearly the best team. And look, I I know that people are going to say, you know, with me rooting who I root for. I know that. uh, I know that this. Might also be a shocker, but uh, I do think the Patriots do make the playoffs. Though I, okay. I do think that they that that's going to happen, because look, they're going to look bad in September. Mark my words, they will look bad in September. But they have a a feasting of a schedule in the middle of the season that I think is going to be really good for them to get right. Uh, and they'll make the adjustments. I do think they'll make the plus, but no, Buffalo will will easily win the division.
1: You know, I, I, I was going to talk about this later, but since you brought up the Patriots and how bad they may look in September, and a lot of that's probably because they're, they're installing this new offense, yada, yada, yada. There was an interesting thing I read, and I can't remember where I read it, but there was a theory that in the preseason, the reason that the Patriots offense looked so bad is they were not allowing any audibles to be called. They were calling the plays, and they were not allowing Mac Jones to call audibles, basically kind of sandbagging people a little bit uh, just as they were putting in this new office. Do you buy that?
0: I buy it 100%. Do you really? Why would you give away? Why would you you give away? I mean, did you see any audibles in those games?
1: No. Uh, You're right. No, you're right. You know,
0: so, so, I mean, why would you give away what you're going to do especially when you're playing a rookie head coach. You get so advantage against a team you can't beat. Right. I mean, I think the Patriots are highly motivated to win this game, highly motivated. Um, I don't think going down there early has anything to do with team of desperation, you know, vibes at all. I think that is a ridiculous notion. Um, they planned the six months in advance to go down there early. So, you know, I, I think they'll be fine in the middle of the year.
1: Um, with the exception of the AFC West, I think the AFC North might be the most wide-open division in the NFL this year. And not in terms of like that they're the best. I'm just talking about you could drop any one of those four teams in a hat, and you could probably make a case for them winning the division. Um, I mean, oh. you, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't believe Cincinnati wins the AFC North this year. So I take it you think that the Ravens are
0: going to win this division. I do. No?
1: I do. I think I think they have a very motivated quarterback, and I think he's healthy. And if he stays healthy, I think the Baltimore Ravens win that division.
0: I would 100%
1: agree with you. Oh, my, I, I oh think my, oh my roster, God. That,
0: <laughs> I know. It's a miracle. I think this roster is, is scary good. That They might have the best defense in football.
1: Yeah, I agree. It, it
0: really like they, they are absolutely loaded in the secondary. I mean, they had to cut Tony Jefferson. That's how loaded they are. Tony Jefferson was a veteran, good player. Right. Um, you know, they're making room for Lamar and his contract, and we'll see if by the end of the day today that, that he gets that he gets signed. But I, I agree with you. I think they have a highly motivated quarterback that doesn't need a bunch of weapons to to, to play well. He won the MVP with very limited weapons. So right. I, I think that they'll be completely fine. I think they are a very scary team in the AFC and definitely a Super Bowl contender.
1: Uh, the AFC South has to come down to Indianapolis and Tennessee, and I mean, I and I still I don't believe Tennessee is going to be able, uh, with, I don't think that they're going to be able to do it. I don't think that Matt Ryan is going to be very good. Uh, I think Tennessee wins that division.
0: Yeah, I think Tennessee. Uh, the problem with Tennessee is they've lost a lot of guys on both sides of the ball. So uh, at Indianapolis, you know, are we short sure a thirty-seven-year-old quarterback? I know we're used to, I know we're Tom used to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but they are—they are the outliers. They yeah. are the outliers. True. I really haven't seen a lot of zip on Matt Ryan's ball in in years. Yep. You know, so to me, I think this division is way more wide open. And Gene, you want to know something? Every year we pick chalk in these divisions, and everybody's got to pick the same exact thing, right? I mean, right. that's what's got to happen. So obviously, the Colts or the Titans have to win this division, right? Well, for the last seven years. We've had a worst-to-first team every single year, at least once.
1: Yeah. You know? No, don't, don't. No. You know. Okay.
0: Why not? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? I, I'm taking the Jaguars. Wow. I, th- I, th- I think that they are absolutely ready to take the big jump. Trevor Lawrence in his second year. We forget. <laughs> this is the highest-touted prospect in since, since Andrew Locke quarterback and now he's got an actual coach. They're doing a much better job on the offensive line. They have shored that up. They've got weapons and their defense. They have a bunch of young guys that are actually really good I think that they can take the next step forward. I'm going to take them to get nine wins and win this division. I think that's all it's going to
1: take. Well, I'll tell you what, though. You know, you make, a, you make a good point about Trevor Lawrence. It's It's so easy to forget about Trevor Lawrence because he really got overshadowed with the coaching situation there last year, didn't he? I mean, nobody was talking about Trevor Lawrence. Everybody was talking about the coaching train wreck. So, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I mean,
0: you, you're automatically going to get a boost from not having Urban Meyer <laughs> and having a Super Bowl-winning head coach. Yeah. Even though I do think Doug Peterson's a little overrated, I do think he's a smart head coach.
1: Now the best division in the NFL, period. I don't think it's close, the AFC West. And this is another one where you could make a case for every one of these teams. It seems to me that uh, – and, and I don't I don't remember what the odds were I didn't I, I don't have it in front of me but um, if, if a lot of people seem to be loving the Raiders. Do you love the Raiders?
0: Uh, a lot of people do love the Raiders and they're absolutely a hundred percent correct for doing so because this is going to be an offense that is going to be extremely difficult to stop. Um, Derek Carr I think is now under the tutelage of an offensive play caller that is maybe maybe the best in the league and Josh McDaniels um I think the running game Josh will not be afraid to run the football I think that will help him a lot having Devontae Adams taking bracket coverage on the outside having Hunter Renfro be the slot man I mean I have no idea who's going to cover Darren Waller in the middle of the field I mean the middle of the field is going to be wide open it's going to be a feast and as long as he's healthy the Raiders are going to be the hardest offensive football maybe to stop outside of Buffalo. I mean, it's going to be really difficult. And yeah, their defense on paper probably isn't the best in this division, but to me, I think they have the best coaching. They have the best cohesion offensively. And I think defensively, Patrick Graham is a good young coach that will get them to the promise. And I think they win this division. I really do. Wow. Even though they, they are the long, they are the long shot to win it. I think that you can make a case for any of these teams to win it. I think they do. I do think that the Chiefs and the Broncos get to the playoffs. I have the Chargers as the team on the outside looking in. I think the Chargers are a little bit of a mirage. I love the quarterback, but the coach is a little shaky. And I think, again, like the Rams, their depth is not as good as their starters. I think the Chargers will – I have every team in this division winning 10 games, but I think the Chargers Chargers will, will be the odd team looking out.
1: Okay, and I I was just looking at the odds and the odds at least to to win the AFC, uh, Kansas City was the second favorite pick, followed by the Chargers. So they had yep. and you were right. I mean, Vegas is a 22 to 1 shot to win the AFC. So, uh interesting, interesting, but that's a really that's going to be a lot of fun and week 1's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And and you know, it's funny you mentioned about the Chargers a bit of a mirage and I know you can't read too much into the preseason, but I watched two of the three Charger preseason games. They looked hideous. They, I mean, they. They didn't look good. No, no, and 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 you know, it's it's one of those things, and and it's you know, they changed venue from San Diego to Los Angeles, but it doesn't seem like the the story is going to change. It's going to be another one of those years, maybe, that the Chargers have all this promise, and they're not going to be able to fulfill that promise, and and it's got to be frustrating as hell for Charger fans.
0: It's hard in LA because you never really have a true home game.
1: That's true. That's yeah. the other thing. that's yeah. hard. Yeah. You
0: know that that that's a Raider town, and you're going to see that on Sunday when the Raiders come to town.
1: All right, let's go to the NFC and the NFC East. The sexy pick seems to be the Philadelphia Eagles, and as much as I hate the Dallas Cowboys, I'm still on 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 Dallas's side in this one. I still think Dallas is the best team in that division. But a lot of people seem to think that uh, uh, that Philly's the team to beat. Where do you come down on this one?
0: Uh, there's a reason why this, the odds have gone from Philly opened as a plus-250 second-place team uh, to, to win the division. Now they are tied with the Cowboys, plus-145, and you, you want to know why yeah. is because a lot of these wise guys in Vegas – They see what I see. They see that the Eagles' defense is absolutely loaded up front. Their secondary is much improved and much battle-tested. They made a big-time trade for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That's a big-time move for them. They've added James Bradbury in the secondary. And, look, Dallas has done nothing but lose since January. They lost in the playoffs, (laughs) and they've lost a bunch of players. I mean, the left tackle situation is really tough. Now they're adding in a 40-year-old Jason Peters to replace Tyron Smith. That's a brutal shot. There, they lose Amari Cooper. I think this is clearly the Eagles' I think the Eagles are probably one of the best teams in football. Really, uh, they're going to be one of the hardest. They're going to be one of the hardest teams to game plan for because their offense is so specific. Right, it's very similar to the Ravens.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Their their offense to me, um, it, it's a, it's a college offense. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, you know, I mean, but no question. Uh, but that's a, he. But again, you like I think that's a great, great, uh, a great comparison uh, because Jalen Ramsey's skill set is very similar to Lamar Jackson, so that's that's that's. I think that's a good comparison. Uh, NFC North, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, the the the. the no-brainer pick, I guess, is to pick the Green Bay Packers. But there are a lot of people that are on the Minnesota Vikings bandwagon this year. But Minnesota is another one of those teams. There's been people on their bandwagon before, and they end up throwing up on themselves. Is this going to be a repeat?
0: Uh, I'm not so sure. I do think the Vikings will be improved. Okay, I think defensively they will be improved they bring in not only kevin o'connell from uh, the mcvay coaching tree to coach the offense but they bring in ed donatel who's been with the ravens for a long time um, I, I thought that i thought that it was a shrewd move getting their coaching staff better getting these players more collaborated with the coaching staff and i look uh, they're going to have a much better team but i'll be honest i think people are now sleeping on the packers a little bit i picked them to win the super bowl last year i thought they would I think that this year they could be a sneaky Super Bowl pick because people are really doubting them because they're missing their weapons, quote-unquote. Right. I, I think they will have it together. Aaron Rodgers is a tide that lifts all boats. I think that they will be totally fine, and their defense is very, very good. I think it's very, very balanced. They need to get their special teams in order, and they actually ended up hiring Rich Passaccia, who, as you remember, coached the Raiders last right. year, was a great special teams coach. They hired him as a special teams coach. Great move. If they get that better, they could could make a deeper run, if not a Super Bowl run, to, uh, to Arizona in February. I do have them winning the division, but I do have the Vikings making the playoffs.
1: A tide that lifts all boats. Can I use that? That's very good. Hey, hey, I'm not copyrighting it, so you go ahead. You are very poetic. I, I, I didn't know you had that in you, Dan. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the NFC South. Two team race, yes. New Orleans, Tampa Bay.
0: A hundred percent. Atlanta might be one of the worst teams in football. <laughs> yes. Carolina, I don't trust yet. Um, you know, but the Saints. Look, uh, we know the Bucks and how good they are. They're going to win this division. I think it's. I think it's pretty obvious. But look, the Saints. If they can get competent quarterback play, we haven't seen that from Jameis in two years right. since he left Tampa. Right. So uh, we need him to stay healthy. We need them to just not turn the ball over. That's easier said than done with Jameis. But I, I do think that their defense is elite. They have an elite, elite defense yep. that's added to guys like the Honey Badger. They still have Demario Davis. They still have Cam Jordan. They have a lot of good players. And their coaching staff basically remains the same except for Sean Payton. Right. So I, I think it's a balanced team, and I do think they make the playoffs. I love the Saints making the playoffs as a wild card
1: team. I, I, I think, uh, look, Jameis Winston was pretty good before he got hurt last year. You know so he he he- appe- he did not appear to be the same quarterback he was when he was in uh Tampa. We'll have to see if that continues but I think you're right and if and and the other you know the the wild card here is alvin kamara he appears to be healthy, but the other thing is is you know all the off field uh, drama that he's had is is how focused is he going to be
0: yeah i i think he will remain focused and i think they'll utilize him to the best of their abilities. Pete Carmichael's been with Sean Payton for twelve years recently right. in this in this team. I think they'll I think they'll hit the ground running where they left off.
1: Well, you already gave this one away, but you've got the 49ers and Trey Lance winning the uh, NFC West, huh?
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't think it really honestly matters for Kyle Shanahan, who's playing quarterback. I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I I think I think he I think he just wants to, yeah, they're gonna have more packages for Trey Lance. Now, Trey's got to not be so skittish in the pocket, and he's got to perform, and, and, and just don't turn the ball over. That's the whole point right. of the 49ers. Their defense is absolutely loaded. Their running game is elite. They have a great offensive line. They've got good weapons on the outside, and they Kittle and Samuel. Um, just don't turn the ball over. That's it. And and I think if he does that basic thing, um, I think Kyle will be fine with it, and I think they'll win a lot of football games I, I think I, I think Rams kinda of proved my case last night. They're gonna play seventeen Super Bowls this year. Everybody's coming for them. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough season, but I do think that the Rams will make the playoffs. All
1: right, well let's get uh let's get to our week one picks. Oh what? no wait a minute. No. You have to tell me who's making the Super Bowl first. Never mind. What am I saying? Then we'll get oh, I to the picks. Yeah, you oh, do. Oh my goodness. Yes. Who's making the Super Bowl?
0: Well, 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 Gene, you know, you know, I like underdogs. You know, I like, you know, that's that's kind of my thing. Um, just don't tell me, Jackson, like, just don't tell
1: me, Jacksonville's making the making the Super Bowl.
0: Well, well, that's that's a cat, Gene. We're not we're not about cats on this show. <laughs> okay, um, but I, 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 we're about we're about dogs. We're about dogs. Okay, and um, honestly, to me, I know I'm normally about dogs, but I think this year I'm going to be a bird man. Yeah, I'm going to be a bird man. Okay. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC. Okay. Uh, I do think that they will, uh, will, will run the football effectively and play great defense. Yep. I told you I was a bird man. Yeah. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles. There you go. I'm oh, taking the Philadelphia wow. Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. I, I know that's a long shot, but I love what they're doing. I think that this whole idea of the college offenses – Coming to the NFL, it creates a whole new paradigm, and I think we're going to see it on full display. So I got Ravens, Eagles, yes. and I have pay the man his money, Lamar Jackson. Wow. I got him. I got him winning the Super Bowl, and uh, they need to pay this man. They uh, need to pay this man. He's one of the most. He's one of the great talents that we've had in a long time in the NFL.
1: I'm going to say this, and it may maybe uh, you probably won't agree, but if that's the Super Bowl, that is about as unsexy a Super Bowl as you can get.
0: <laughs> well gene uh, Bengals Rams is pretty unsexy let's play yeah that well one. yeah that's a good point got,
1: it's a good point you watch the game anyway oh well <laughs> as will 27 27- <laughs> hundred million other people all right let's get to uh week one's games and the team that you said is going to make the super bowl that's their week one opponent uh they are at the detroit lions i was a little bit surprised to see they're only a three and a half point favorite at detroit
0: uh, what does that tell you? I mean, that line has come down from four. I think the Lions have a great chance to win this game. The only reason is because that their offensive line, even though there was, if they do miss a guard. Their offensive line might be one of the best in football, and I think that they can neutralize the Eagles front seven. The Eagles take a little bit of time uh, to to get ready and get going as the week one rolls into. It takes them a little bit to get going. They take a few weeks. I know I didn't pick them to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl, but I'll take I'll take the Lions. I'll take the Lions to win this game at, at home. It will be the most raucous Lions crowd this this century, uh, I think. And uh, you know they're very very hyped. The game is sold out. to the Lions.
1: Wow. Uh, well, and you know what? Even if they don't win it, they'll probably cover. I I think it'll be a close <laughs> game, but but uh, wow. Okay. Uh, here's the game of the week. C- Cleveland. At Carolina. Carolina's a one and a half <laughs> one and a half point favorite at home. Is Baker Mayfield look yeah, I've let's uh, what I mean I think that the, the thing here is going to be how good is Baker Mayfield or was the success that he had in Cleveland a result of who he had around him? He's got far fewer weapons in Carolina than he had in Cleveland.
0: Uh, I think it's kind of comparable. You though. do, huh? I, I mean, you have okay. Christian McCaffrey. Well, yeah. So Christian McCaffrey is he healthy? Uh, you got DJ Moore as a good receiver. Uh, all intents purpose. purposes, he did show up on the injury report this week? Right. So we'll see how healthy yep. he is. But um, you know, if he plays, he's. I expect him to be Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, I've gone back and forth on this. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be okay with taking the Browns. I do think the Browns defense, even though the Panthers I do think have a good defense too, um, I think the Browns defense is is really good on paper. Um and and that might help them. And I think Jacoby Brissett may just be tasked in saying, Hey, we got the better offensive line here than they do. Let's just pound the rock, give it to Chubb, give it to Hunt, right. um, let Amari Cooper go out there and and, and eat and so let's see what happens, and let's just play mistake-free football. And I think they have a better coach, too. I think Savansky's a better coach. So I think I'll take Cleveland to win this game. It'll be a weird game, a close game. But, uh, of course, Baker will be the whole topic of conversation. So if he loses, it makes it that much more juicy.
1: <laughs> two picks, two dogs. All right, let's go number three. The underdog New England Patriots. At the Miami, <laughs> at the Miami Dolphins, are we going to go with another dog here? Three and a half point favorites are the Miami well, Dolphins.
0: Well, that's the interesting part is that the, this line has moved from two and a half to three and a half now, and I think if if you do bet it, I think you, you almost have to take New England at this spot. Rookie head coach uh, at home, um, you know, there's got a lot of expectations, but that 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 Miami. Um, Office is in turmoil in the front office. Uh, I do think, though, that adding Hill, there's going to be a lot of speed on the field yep. for the Patriots to deal with. And that's going to be a major problem. And I think that's what goes for offense and defense. It, obviously, I think it'll take the Patriots a little bit of time to get going. I do think they cover this number. And I, it, it freaking pains me to say this, but I just don't think they're going to win this game. Okay. I, I have a bad feeling on this. I do think the Dolphins will win this game probably by a field goal, but I think it'll be close. And, you know, the Patriots are just going to have to kind of wallow through and see what they have for the first four weeks and, and do what Belichick does, assess and evaluate and then readjust.
1: You know, and, and it's interesting, too, one of the stats I saw, and, you know, Tua gets killed a lot, and you know, for good reasons a lot of times, but he's 3-0 and against the Patriots as a starting quarterback. Yep. I mean, and that uh, that was one of those, I, I read that and I went, Really? So, uh, so you're you're saying you're gonna be four zero after this week? All right. Uh, another big one. Green Bay is at Minnesota. The two teams that are going to probably battle it out for that division title. The Packers are a point and a half favorite on the road.
0: You know, outside of the Raiders-Charger game, I think that this is the most fascinating game on the board. Um, I want to see the new Vikings offense see how they operate and i want to see how aaron Rodgers does and deals with rookie quarterbacks in week one i think it's on the road it might be a tough environment i don't like either i hate picking this game i hate that you made me pick this because i think it's gonna be really (laughs) close um you know what what the hell we'll throw them up on we'll give the vikings the win here i think that the vikings are at home that they typically win against the packers usually at least once a year um, so I'll take the Vikings here to win this game. I don't love it though. I I, I would stay away from that game if you're if you're uh, privy to, to, to betting.
1: Um, I wasn't going to have you pick this game, but since you brought it up, since you called it the most fascinating game of the week, we're going to go to Vegas at the Chargers. The Chargers are a three and a half point favorite, which to me is a little bit of a shock.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think I think the, the Raiders are a much better team than people are giving them credit for, at least the oddsmakers are giving them credit for. I know that the defense is probably a little questionable. Raiders got to take away Mike Williams. That's that's the main thing. Mike Williams is really the cog in the wheel. They can let Keenan Allen do what he wants. That's fine. But Mike Williams is a Mr. Big play. I mean, he's Mr. Big play. If they can limit those big plays, it's going to go a long way. J.C. Jackson's not playing in this game for the Chargers, though. And that yeah. kind of concerns me for the Chargers on that side. They've got to hold up on the offensive line. I think the Raiders actually go out and they are patient and they win this game and they shock some people and say, whoa, Raiders went into the Chargers and won again just after the Chargers have lost to them in the last week of the season to miss the playoffs. I do think the Raiders go out and they win this game.
1: All right. Um, the Tampa Bay Bradys are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Dallas.
0: I mean, normally this would be, you know, a, a pretty even matchup. Dallas and Dak Prescott has normally done very well against the Bucks, But, you know, to me, the left tackle situation is such a problem. <laughs> excuse me. That uh, I, I got to take the Bucks here. I think it'll be a slow start for both teams. I do not see this game going over. I think it's probably an underplay. I, I do think the Bucs, at the end of the day, will win by a touchdown and end up, uh, end up uh, owning the day. It'll be, it'll be close. There's no question. I think Brady's going to take him some time, but eventually he'll figure it out. I'll take the Bucs.
1: You know, uh, you, you brought up the left tackle thing a couple of times here with this, this Dallas team. I mean, if you're a Cowboy fan, you might have to be a little bit concerned about your quarterback's health <laughs> by, by, by the end of the season if that's going to continue to be an issue.
0: Like, well, you mean like every year? Yes. You know? Yeah, I mean, like every year. That's, yes. That's Dallas. Yeah. that's Dallas, as they say. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's just the way of the world. But, yeah, Dallas, I, I'm concerned for them. I think that they'll be a middling team um, that will probably have a chance at the playoffs at the end of the year, but we'll, we'll fail to make it. All
1: right, last one I got for you. And uh, it, uh, a fascinating game. I, I don't. I, I Denver is a six and a half point favorite at Seattle. I think Denver wins this game. The question is to me do they cover?
0: That's a great question. I, I look uh, the problem for Seattle is going to be how upright can they keep Geno Smith? Uh, you know, that's going to be a major issue because the Broncos are going to feast on that offensive line. Um, but look, we saw it last year, right? Brady went into new England. Everybody's, Crowned them that they were going to blow the Patriots' doors off, right? And they won by two points, right? And he said after the game, he said, "You know, it was a little weird being on the sideline there uh, and playing against them and getting booed and all that." And I think Russell Wilson is probably going to be dealing with the same thing. To me, I would leave the Seattle Seahawks. Look, I know, I know you're. I, they're not going to win the game, right? But I know that it, it's it's a hairy pick. <laughs> Well, underdogs last year in Week One went 12 and four against the spread. Wow! So you know, I, I think that there is a lot of things, and, and home dogs especially are really really juicy. So uh, it's a historic trend that I think will keep on rolling this weekend. I, I like the Broncos to win, but I think the Seahawks will cover.
1: Okay, all right. Uh, before I let you go, we got a uh, Malik Willis look has looked pretty good. Your uh, your Liberty guy yeah. uh, looks like uh, he might have a future in the NFL, huh? Yeah,
0: I think, I think they might run some sub-packages for him. Uh, elite speed. I mean, he looks fantastic. I, I told you, highest ceiling of any quarterback in this draft. No question about it. He's an athlete. He's an athlete. He's got a big arm. I, I think that's going to be fantastic. And if Ryan Tannehill, God forbid, gets hurt, I don't think that they're going to be in that bad of shape. Uh, I think he's going to have to obviously limit turnovers. He reminds me a lot of Lamar
1: in his rookie year. Very raw. Okay. Um, but... Elite, elite athletic ability. Uh, one other quarterback question. How long does Mitch Trubisky remain the QB one in Pittsburgh? All season?
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's a great question. Um I actually really like Pittsburgh this weekend, actually, to to, to win against Cincinnati. But um I, I think that I think that they'll play elite level defense. Look, it's it's kind of the same thing with a lot of these teams. Just don't turn the ball over. Right. If you're turning the ball over, they're going to lose a game. If they don't turn the ball over, they'll probably win a lot of games. That's fair. They'll probably make a push for the playoffs. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's easier said than done. Look, their defense is awesome. Their defense is awesome. Right. So, uh, to me, and now they've added Brian Flores to that coaching staff, by the way. So, you know, Mike Tomlin, if there's a game, a walk game to bet this weekend, it's probably the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin, as a as a divisional dog, covers a spread at like seventy two percent. It's that's, something ridiculous. But like that's a that. that's a pretty big so, sp-
1: that's a pretty big spread though. Six and a half points.
0: Exactly. So I wouldn't venture. Hey, I, you know, if you want to sprinkle a little on the money line, go right ahead. But to me, I think that there is definitely, um, definitely going to be a longer leash for Mitch than you think. Okay. Uh, I think it's a longer lease for Mitch than you think. Kenny Pickett's got a lot of time. Give Mitch, you know, eight, nine weeks, and we'll see where we're at. Okay.
1: All right. Dan, it is so great to have you back. Uh, Dan's voice uh, – it- we're in mid-season form. You you lost your voice in week one. <laughs> is that but but actually yeah, is that, if
0: is this that a, is the case? I don't know if we're going to be able to do the show yeah. the rest of the year. If that's the
1: case. We're going to have to. I'm going to have to send you like a lot of tea and honey and some uh, throat lozenges or something to get you through the year. But listen, enjoy the games this weekend. I cannot wait to next week to talk about these because there. I, I just think there's some some fascinating picks this week, or, and and I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, buckle up because here we go again.
0: it's great to be back. Season 103 is here. I'm going to be locked into that game in Miami this weekend. I'm just so excited for everybody and everything. It's a great time to be here. you know, I, I, it's 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 the best time of year when you got college football, NFL all year for basically every single day of the week. It's fantastic. Happy football, everybody!
1: All right, Dan, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Dan Zampano here on Sports Country Radio. That is going to do it for us here this morning. We will be back next week with another edition of the Wake Up Call. We leave you with some Delbert McClinton this morning, my boy. Don Imus used to play Delbert all the time, and uh, here's some Lone Star Blues. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country.